listening to The Terrific Teacherpreneur, a podcast for teachers looking to grow a successful online business. Your host, Alex, was able to transform her Teachers Pay Teachers store from a small side hustle into a profitable full-time business. She now helps other teachers do the same. Listen along for actionable tips and helpful wisdom about business and marketing as a teacherpreneur. Here's your host, Alex. Hello and welcome to the Terrific Teacherpreneur podcast. Today we're going to be talking all about reviews on Teachers Pay Teachers and how you can get more of them. So it's kind of one of the things that a lot of sellers really struggle with, especially newer sellers. They feel that kind of frustration that they first open their store and they start selling products, but it feels like nobody's actually leaving you a review. And then even as you've been selling for longer, you just feel like the percentage of people that leave reviews compared to how many sales you make is just so low. And most people report something along the lines of about 5%. It's just such a small amount. And the reason for that is really, it's not personal. I don't think a lot of the time we're not getting reviews because we have terrible products. I think a lot of the time it is really just that a lot of our buyers are teachers and they are so time poor. And I've heard stories of teachers who they understand about the credit system. They know that they can get, you know, credits if they leave feedback, but they don't care. They have like, you know, TPT accounts where they've made hundreds of dollars worth of purchases and they could get all these credits and they don't care. They just don't really have the time or the energy, like the headspace to go in and leave a review. And so sometimes it's really, truly not personal. And then like I was referencing to that credit system, one of the other reasons is honestly that sometimes buyers don't genuinely know that they should leave a review like they don't know that that's a thing they don't understand that they can get credits if they leave feedback it's just not something they're aware of a really large amount of them just genuinely don't know and if they don't know about it then they're not going to do it so in this episode today we're going to be talking a little bit about a few things you can do to try and give that gentle nudge but also I'm going to talk a little bit about how you just have to be quite patient Now, one of the tips I am going to share in this episode is that if you want to review, sometimes you've just got to ask for it because people need to be told what to do. This kind of ties in really well to social media. If you know anything about Instagram, you'll know that it's very similar on there. Whenever you write a caption, you really are expected to write some kind of call to action and you ask your followers to comment below or like or save or share or do whatever. People need to be told what to do. Sometimes they're lazy, but a lot of the time they just don't know. And it's really great when you tell them exactly what they need to do. So that is one of the tips I'm going to share today. If you want a review, you might have to ask for it. Uh, Something that I struggle with, like I would love more reviews on my podcast, but I don't love the idea of having to ask for it all the time. Every now and then I do. But that's just life. If you want something, sometimes you've got to ask for it. <laughs> and, oh, look, here I am talking about reviews. If you feel inclined, go ahead. You can leave a review on this podcast. But if you don't want to, that's okay too. But let's dive into the tips. So tip number one, I suggest that you ask within your products. This is one of the best places to ask because we know that this is a, someone that's actually purchased from you. You're not talking to like a follower on Instagram or someone that's a potential customer. You're talking to someone that has actually bought something from you. So they are the perfect person to ask. So on your credits page, your terms of use page, your sort of teacher instructions, any of those kind of documents at the beginning or the end of your product, you know, any of those pages that aren't content for students, that's where you can kind of ask for it. So you just need to have like a little tiny snippet of information where you say something along the lines of, hey, don't forget to leave a review. 
If you do, you'll get credits that you can spend on future purchases. Like basically ask for the review and tell them, you know, why this would benefit them. And we can even say how much it would benefit you. But yeah, basically ask within your products. Now, tip number two is to ask on TPT itself. This one's not quite as effective because like I said, it's, you know, you really want to be asking the people that actually have bought stuff from you. And these people are just potential buyers, but I view it as, the, you know, a potential to get someone to one day leave a review. And so at the end of my descriptions, I often write something along the lines of, you know, don't forget to leave feedback on your purchases because you'll get credits. And yes, a person reading that might not even be someone that's bought something from me, but they are a buyer and a buyer who, like I said, statistically probably doesn't even know about the credit system. So if I can tell them about it any way I can, I'm going to. So putting it on your descriptions, putting the information out there in both of these places, you you can sort of ask for a review, but more than anything, you are just informing your buyers about something, which is the credit system that they might not know about and just giving them a little gentle reminder. Now, tip number three, the next one is to ask for reviews or to make buyers aware about the credit system on social media. So this is not something you're really going to do much on Pinterest, but it's somewhere like somewhere like Instagram or Facebook for making a post or story every now and then it wouldn't be such a bad idea to educate your audience on this topic. You could make some kind of template up that you're going to share in your stories and you could sort of set yourself a reminder that you're going to do it every couple of months or something like hey guys just a reminder don't forget that on TBT if you leave a review this is what happens. You could put together an actual post like a carousel with like screenshots and instructions and arrows you could just ask in a really simple way, like literally talk to the camera, make a reel, make a story, you know, make a generic sort of caption or post, or you could actually show them a tutorial and you could like screen record yourself doing it or take photos. Like it's up to you how simple you want this to be or how complicated, but either way, social media is a great place to educate your audience on this topic because that's where your audience probably is. A lot of them are on social media. So if you've got hundreds or thousands or even tens of thousands of followers on those places. I suggest educating your audience on this because it will help you and all of the rest of us if buyers know about this. Maybe you'd even do it in a Facebook group. I mean, it can be anywhere where you know your audience is. And this leads into tip number four. If you happen to have an email list, that's another great place. You could send out an email every now and then, not too often, but you're specifically teaching your audience about this. Or you could just throw it into one of your weekly emails anyway, just putting those reminders there whenever you're about to pitch a product and whenever you're teaching them something in general or giving them tips and tricks and strategies. I don't see any harm in throwing that in there. If you've never told your email list about the review system, if you've never really told your audience about it, you can't really get upset that they haven't done it. So don't be shy about telling them what you want. Now, those were the main places, like those four tips for the main places that you can ask for reviews. And I encourage you to give it a try. Don't spend too much time on this, but something that you could definitely consider in future, it might help. Now, the next tips I have are more about your mindset, but also a little bit about your actual products. This is not really about asking for reviews. This is about letting them come to you. So my first tip is if you want to have more reviews on your TPT products, you need to make really good TPT products. I know that seems like a really obvious thing, but it's true. We all have those products in our store. Some of them are a bit average. You know, those ones we made when we first started, those smaller sort of cheaper resources. 
if I'm honest with myself, I know that I have a few of those. And sometimes I think if I was buying that myself, would I want to rave about it and go and write a review? Maybe not. But some of my really great products, I feel like, yeah, if I was buying this, I would be wanting to rave about it. The truth is that if a buyer loves your product and it's really, really amazing, they are going to be more likely, feel more inclined to leave a review and to leave a glowing review at that. So although this is something that's not really like a quick actionable tip, this is more just a general strategy in your business. It's beneficial for many reasons. Obviously, you make great products, you're going to make more money, but really focusing on making quality products will bring you more reviews over time. So that's definitely something you want to prioritize. And the last thing I want to share really is just that you need to be patient. And I know that this kind of advice is like, oh, it's insufferable to hear because you're like, yeah, I already know that deep down. I just don't want to deal with that. Like it's easy for us to always find a way to do a quick fix in our business. You know, what's a way we can just get a review straight away? We don't want to wait. We don't want to be patient, but this is probably the most important tip is you just have to wait it out and it eventually does happen, I promise. So if you're a newer seller listening and you literally have like zero reviews or like 10 or 100 or whatever and you want more, I promise they will come and they will come over time and it just takes time and you just need to wait a few more months and years and they will start gradually rolling in. But there's not a huge amount you can do. I kind of feel like this is just one of those things along with wanting more followers on TPT, that is a little bit out of your control. And so instead of stressing about it, worrying about it, you could go and do something profitable in your business. You could do something that you have control over and you could go and make a product right now. Like that would be a really great thing to do. I guess I just want to remind you that it's not personal when you first start on TPT or even if you've been on doing it a while, when you feel like you don't have that many reviews, and you see other people that have hundreds or thousands of them or tens of thousands of them, it makes you feel kind of inadequate. You feel like, am I not good enough? Or my product's not good enough? But truthfully, I'm sure they are. This is just something that takes time. So I promise that you are not failing. You are doing the best you can and they will come eventually. Now, I do want to wrap up this episode by talking about what not to do. And I really want to talk about chasing fake feedback. So that's something that has, you know, happened in the TPT community in the past. It does still happen every now and then. And I will start off by saying that this is not like a judgmental thing. I'm not saying this in a judgy way. Um, when we first start on TPT, I think we all do things that we look back on and we kind of cringe at. Like when we first start, we make a lot of mistakes and that's okay. So I'm not saying this as a judgy sort of thing. I'm saying this as like, if you are at that point when you're starting your journey and you're about to do something like this, maybe think twice about it because, you know, those of us who've been doing this a while, we, we look back and we wish we hadn't done things like this. There is this thing on TPT where people kind of give each other fake reviews. Sometimes sellers create these sort of threads and Facebook groups and things where they try to kind of get each other to review each other's stuff. And to be honest, it really does damage the TPT community and we don't want to be doing that. We don't want to give TPT a bad rep and a bad name. And I just don't think it's worth it because at the end of the day, you want organic, genuine, amazing reviews from your buyers. I mean, that's going to actually make you feel good about yourself when you know it's someone that's actually enjoyed your product. So you don't want to have fake contrived ones in any way, shape or form, because I think if TPT did find out and they decided to do something about it, you would probably regret it. So the best way to do it is just to let the organic reviews come, remind your buyers when you can and just be as patient as possible. 
but don't do anything sort of dodgy that you're going to regret later on because it's just not worth it. So the last thing I want to chat about when it comes to reviews is not so much about how to get them, but how to deal with them when they aren't so favorable. Because we all know the best case scenario is you get five stars and you get this glowing comment that's like actually helpful and talks about how the resource was used and why it's so amazing. Like that's the best case scenario. And then we sometimes get those kind of in-between ones where someone's literally just said like thanks and they've not released anything useful, but they've still left a decent rating. But there are ones nowadays and more prevalent where we seem to be getting a lot of like four star reviews but with good comments and we get like three and four stars and kind of average comments or you might just get one that is just genuinely a really low rating or a really kind of negative actual comment and it can be really upsetting so I really want to briefly talk about that for a second and I want to encourage you to not dwell on it too much and I know that's easier said than done like obviously it is but sometimes we do really we read way too much into these things and we take them really personally to heart but the best thing you can do if they say something that's a bit crazy is to laugh about it if they say something that's not true is to just like roll your eyes and sigh and if they say something that genuinely is true and and could be improved to take that feedback on board and to improve your product so that it's better because if someone has suggested something that they would prefer to be included maybe you could look into that but you want to do something that isn't you know sitting down and just like having a cry about it you really want to (laughs) you're allowed to feel those feelings but you just don't want to dwell on it too long I mean there's so much more amazing and profitable things you could be doing with your business like making products instead of worrying about things like that so like I said I really want you to try not to dwell on it too much I know that's easier said than done But the other tip I really do have is that you want to make sure you are really mindful in how you respond to feedback. Because when we get a negative or nasty piece of feedback or something that's just less favorable, sometimes our gut reaction is to get defensive. Like straight away, we want to get on there and we want to say something angry back. We want to defend ourselves. We want to kind of shame them or call them out or kind of put them right, set them right. We do tend to get that urge. And my sister has a really good phrase. She says all the time that I really love and it's so true. She says, reply in haste, repent at leisure so so true she's usually talking about her own workplace and how when you get like an annoying email from a colleague you know you just want to reply straight away and say something annoying or angry or whatever but then you will (laughs) repent and regret that for a long time after so a really great tip I suggest is when you get one of those kind of horrible comments or ratings you like put down your phone or you turn off the computer or you walk away and you promise yourself that you will not reply to it in the next few hours. In fact, you may not even reply to it that day because once you have cooled down, once you've separated yourself a little bit from that initial reaction and that upset, you can come back to it in a really calm way and you can respond in a really respectful way. And this is so, so important because your future buyers could or would scroll through this feedback, they probably will, and they will read that response from their point of view, they just think, oh, this buyer wasn't particularly happy and that happens, that can happen to anyone. But this seller said something really, really horrible and nasty. Like they're going to be kind of put off by that and they might not want to buy from you. So you really, really don't want to do that. You really want to be as cordial as you can and polite as you can. And that's not to say that you can't speak your mind because if a buyer has done something really silly and it's something that's like not your fault and they're trying to blame you, you can defend yourself and you can, you know, say your piece. 
but you might want to get someone else to read it over afterwards or, you know, write a draft of it and come back to it later with a fresh set of eyes and make sure that you are responding in a really respectful kind of way and you're not getting nasty because you will probably regret it and it's not a good idea. I see that a lot in Facebook groups, you know, people tend to kind of say things in the heat of the moment, they get really aggressive and nasty. But if we took a second to think about it, I'm sure that we would come back and say something a lot more polite. So my suggestion is, as I wrap up this episode, that if you do get one of those types of reviews in the coming weeks or months, maybe a good idea might be to hop on into the Facebook group. So the Terrific Teacherpreneur Facebook group, it's a very lovely community. Everyone's very supportive of each other. You could share a little screenshot of what the review was, obviously like make sure it's anonymous so we can't see who's, who wrote it or not, but you could or don't share the review, but just sort of give the gist of what was said. That might be better. And then you could maybe screenshot and show us what your planned response is, like what your draft is, or you could just type us in the group and tell us, like, well, this is what I'm planning on saying. This is what my reaction is. What do you guys think? And we will probably give you the honest <laughs> feedback and say, hey, that's a little bit harsh, or this is what you could say. This is what you should do. Uh, you might even just kind of want to hear our point of view. You might say, hey, I just got this review. They said this. What do you guys think I should do? I see posts like that all the time and they can be so helpful because everyone chimes in and says, hey, this is what you need to say. This is what you should do. And it can really help. So I do encourage you to head on over to the Facebook group. I will put a link in the show notes. I really, really hope that you have enjoyed this episode and that it helps you feel inspired to go out there and seek those reviews, but also be patient with those reviews and to not get too upset if you get bad ones. But I really hope you've enjoyed this episode. Have a terrific day. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Terrific Teacherpreneur. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Come back for more actionable tips and helpful wisdom in the next episode with your host, Alex. Until then.